whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report on America Out Loud Talk Radio every day, Monday through Friday at 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern Time, brought to you from Truth for Health Foundation, www.truthforhealth.com. Org. We are presenting experts from many fields, reports from the military, medicine, law, faith, pediatrics, the environment, and more, as we seek to bring you the truth and balanced information with medically sound approaches for treatment to help you stay healthy, and the truth about what's happening on all areas of our lives that are assaulting us in our core institutions as the political agenda to undermine the Constitutional Republic of America has corrupted our churches, our courts, our hospitals, our schools and colleges, our medical care, our military, and has compromised our national security and our very survival as a free nation. Explore with our experts the truth about the experimental shots and supposed vaccines that have been unleashed on all of us without regulatory quality or safety oversight. And what is the truth about the way our core freedoms are being undermined in all areas of our lives? We have been assaulted by the weapon of fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear, so we are here to bring you truth, hope, and solutions against the lies and deceptions for just such a time as this to help you prepare to be resilient, to strengthen your faith, improve your health, and stand against the tyranny that is assaulting us. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org, and know that we are here to bring you the truth for just such a time as this. And now, here is your host for today's program. Welcome. I'm Major Mike Gary, your host for today's Whistleblower Report. And this is going to be another faith segment. And this is going to be a follow-up to the segment you heard last week. The segment uh, about Abraham and his seed. And today is going to be a very interesting show because I have a chaplain here with me, which I'll introduce in a second. And we're going to talk about being bold, courageous, and obedient to God and relate that to the nativity. And which will be kind of almost like a part two from the segment I did last week. Because ultimately, Abraham's seed leads to Jesus Christ. 
So I want to thank all the Truth for Health Foundation donors out there um, for all the donations that you've graciously given over the last three years, particularly during this COVID mandate time period. And we've put it to good use. As I've said many times before, we have uh, donated those funds to legal battles as it relates to these illegal mandates. And we're looking to do more uh, along this this. Uh, you know, subject. And uh, the way I think of it is, is we're finally in the season of class action lawsuits as it relates to all the hideous things that have happened over the last three years. And we're looking to actually tr attempt to grow our do donation base uh, because we have plans to expand and uh, get more serious about the level uh, or the amount of uh, cases that we want to support or actually stand up. So that's something that we're working towards. And on that, we thank you donors uh, for everything that you've done over the last couple of years. And we just pray that you continue to bring people to our website, our Faith Over Fear programs and our Truth Project. And uh, one of those efforts, I just briefly want to let everybody know we're recording this show on 21 December, 2023. And last week when I did the show, Abraham and his seed, I had left right after that show and headed to America Fest. And that's where I spent this last weekend, Monday and Tuesday, is at the America Fest, where it's, I would say, it is the spot for con Christian conservative uh, discussion and display of patriotism. And it was a very uplifting event. I saw many great people there and was able to make good contacts and impressions upon other uh, people in this fight. For example, like uh, Mike Lindell and Eric Metaxas and the people that work for them. Uh, so we're all like-minded. We're fighting the same fight. We've got different concentrations in this fight, but we just are looking to actually expand because now's the time to take care of all the vaccine injured people and lead them over to uh, lawsuits or class action suits as they start standing up. And again, Dr. Elizabeth Vliet has been the, at the head of this battle. So thank you, donors. As you know, uh, uh, right out of the gate, uh, you know that I'm military and my guest today, uh, Chaplain Chad Booth is also military. So I'm going to give us the disclaimer. We're not on here representing the Department of Defense. We are free men representing our own opinions. And we want to express our, uh, our thoughts on the nativity, standing for courageousness, being bold, and being obedient for God in today's shows, which is every bit of supporting our First Amendment right and everybody else's. So, I have Chaplain Chad Booth, who has been on these programs before, and about a year ago, his wife and my wife, and there was another wife involved, did a show with Dr. Elizabeth Vliet, and it was one of the first shows like it is when she interviewed the spouses of military uh, personnel that had been harmed by the illegal mandates and it was a really good show it was a heart-wrenching tear-jerker show that our wives did together and that's the first time i met uh, chad booth and uh, i just want to let the audience know out there that chad is totally an inspiration to me he has actually been kind of a, a foundational person uh he is a chaplain that actually fulfilled his oath 
He fulfilled his belief, his integrity in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so I look up to him in this manner, and he's been steadfast. So even though you may not have heard his voice in a long while, he has done these shows before, uh, he's still out there pursuing the righteous fight. And uh, Chad, if you don't mind, would you like to remind the audience who you are and uh, a quick situational update on yourself? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you very much, Mike, for having me on the show. Uh, I love the Truth for Health Foundation. I love what it stands for. I love the uh, the backing that it literally gives to the people out there that need the financial backing during these lawsuits, uh, during these standing up of the class action lawsuits and all of that. So to be associated with this organization is a true blessing for me. And I pray that the Lord uses me to bless others as they listen to this program and are hopefully inspired to step out in obedience as we talk about being bold, as we talk about being truthful, uh, being courageous. Uh, so my brief background, I am Chad Booth, and I am a chaplain, uh, and I am a captain in the Army. And like uh, Mike said, these are my beliefs. They are just mine. They don't represent the DOD. So anything stated in here is strictly mine and my own. So I enlisted in the Army 2007, and then became a chaplain in 2017. Uh, knowing that I was going to be a chaplain. So I went to my master's degree, got that under under the uh, belt, deployed twice, PCS uh, three times. So it's been really busy and uh, a little bit hectic to be enlisted, getting your master's and then changing over to be a chaplain in 2017. Since then, I've served uh, places like Fort Drum, New York, and uh, Fort Eustis, Virginia. And now I'm heading over to Fort Jackson, Columbia, South Carolina, where I'm going to be going attending my chaplain captain career course, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I was supposed to go to this class a year and a half ago. Uh, so getting to this class now is very important for me and accomplishing this class, getting this underneath my belt, and then not just furthering the military career, but furthering the military career so I can love on soldiers and protect for their religious freedom. Uh, and and really to be that shoulder that they need to cry on, to be that shoulder that they uh, need 100% confidentiality, which chaplains and religious affairs specialists provide uh, in the Army. So that's that's a snapshot of me. Uh, my family's doing well. We're all a bit stressed out, packing up the house, about to head out next weekend. So there's a level of stress there. But to God be the glory, uh, we're going to do this, and he's going to be glorified through all of it. So there's a brief snapshot of where I'm from. Yeah, well, thank you, Chad. Before we uh, step into uh, being bold, courageous, and obedience to the Lord, uh, I had a quick question for you. Uh, you must be seeing a record number of uh, soldiers wanting to speak with the chaplain. Aren't you seeing, uh, or maybe we uh, number that in amount of issues soldiers are having right now what, what's the current status of that so for me it's always been an increase because i work at a trade-off environment i literally work for the ait advanced individual training environment so uh, we have a lot of, of student soldiers out there and all of them are being transformed from civilian to a professional military soldier uh, in their AIT process. So 
the counseling loads here have always been heavy uh, because I've been I've been out of my job for a little bit, but I've been helping. So my counseling load has been a little bit lighter as of late because for the past 10 days I've been out processing. So uh, prior to that, it was it, it was heavy, like it was a lot of counseling all the time. But the other chaplains have a much heavier counseling load than I do. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That's just in light of all the um, current reports everybody's seeing in the uh, news media and, and whatnot. I just wanted to kind of get the chaplain's perspective on that. Now, uh, moving forward into the actual program, like you and I discussed earlier, you were talking about, uh, you know, making a courageous stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, especially around this time of the nativity. And w on my show last week, Chad, I was reminded in a piece of scripture, which was Matthew 1, verses 17. And it was talking about the generations of Abraham to Christ. And just to kind of link this with the previous show, I, I want to remind the audience because uh, I know this is going to play well into what you were speaking about earlier, is uh, verse 17 says this, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. And this just reminds us the importance of the Hebrews, the Israelites, in the bringing forth of the Messiah who meets so many prophecies and the Prince of Peace. So, Chad, with opening up that way, what would you like to add to this and express to the audience? Well, I'm glad that it was uh, that many generations rather than 17 generations, because then a whole lot of people would freak out over the number 17. So that makes me laugh. Uh but when I see things like this throughout the Bible and how beautifully it orchestrated to the climax of Jesus Christ, like entering into our world, entering to the world that he created for us from a place that he was outside of, outside of time, outside of everything. So the fact that Jesus came and just split our time continuum into uh, someone would say from 80 to or from BC to 80 uh, that if that doesn't display the love of God for the salvation of his people, if that doesn't display boldness and, and not just a boldness, but a willingness to act upon what you know, what needs to happen. So if God did not do that, we would still be drowning in our sin right now. We would still be uh, hopeless before a perfect creator with no way of, of living righteously because the law, it brings death. Like we cannot fulfill the law. Jesus was the one that came and fulfilled the law. So associating with him in the likeness of his death and praise God, his resurrection, that's what causes us to walk in newness of life. That's what causes us to be uh, the way Joshua was, bold and courageous. That's what causes us to stand up like Peter, after he denied Jesus three times, to be crucified upside down and say, listen, I, I know this is the truth, and, and causes us to do what we were called to do. Uh, I don't think any one of us is called uh, to lay down our lives right now, uh, but the time's coming. 
the time's coming where we will be forced to choose between our life and Jesus. Maybe that's our children. Maybe it's our grandchildren. Who knows? Maybe the church will rise up and, and behave like the bride of Christ and bring about uh, peace and prosperity, the biblical kind, uh, the kind that is uh, seen when, when godly principles are established and lived up to. So when I see things like this happening and how God set all this up for us to walk in newness of life as a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come, that gives me hope. And I hope that get, brings uh, the, the listeners to hope also. Yeah, well, that's something everybody's kind of missing right now is hope. They need to be reminded of this this story. So this would be good for this this Christmas particularly. We know that uh, a lot of our surroundings aren't very pretty right now. Uh, some situations are quite ugly, in fact. And I hope that's not the situation in your family and others' families. But even if that is the case, there is hope. And where do you need to turn? Maybe this Christmas you turn with your family uh, to the scriptures of Matthew uh, 1 through chapter 2 and then Luke uh, chapter 1 through 2. And you find great hope in the nativity scene. And, uh, you know, two, two people that actually uh, laid down everything to bring forth the Messiah. And it's a tremendous story that will develop a little more on the other side of the break. But I thank you for uh, reminding us that this is this season of hope and everybody needs to find a place or a refuge to to find that hope. And the scriptures is a good place to start and then maybe pull your family in. Maybe everybody does a biblical scripture reading around the Christmas tree uh, this Christmas as <laughs> Like my house is going to be a little shy of the gifts that were there in years past. I'm sure this is going to be the case across America, but maybe we can put those aside and actually find a gift in the scriptures. What do you think, Chad? Hey, man, I love that idea. I love the idea of family getting together and refocusing, recentering. Like, how do I put this properly? When we refocus the family into a biblical perspective to where uh, the father is responsible, a lot of – I would say is the head of the household, but then people would just freak out over that, and it's not a domineering uh, point of view. It, this is – the husband is supposed to be responsible before God, uh, just like we are responsible for our wives. We're responsible for her uh, – her safety, providing for her, everything. So uh, when I say the, the S word, the submissive word, it's not a domineering word. It's not a word that says, hey, I'm going to boss my wife around and, and behave like an absolute jerk. Like, no. Like the Bible says, we ought to treat our wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So that's the, when I say submissive, realize that it's not a I'm better than you. It's a, hey, I'm responsible before God. Uh, just like uh, you're in a leadership role, you are going to be responsible before God for uh, you being a major. Like he's going to hold you accountable for that. Did you, uh, did you stand up for the oath you took? Uh, did you stand up? Did you take care of your wife? Did you take care of your family? Uh, you're going to be held responsible for that. Your wife is not. Uh, and then your wife is going to be held responsible. Hey, 
did you submit to your husband uh not as a domineering but did you submit to his protection his love his encouragement uh his leading so are you and your wife is going to be responsible for that and i wonder if this time because it's hard it's easy to just gloss over okay jesus came he was born uh got it we move on and the listener can be like well there's nothing epic in my life that that goes up to that level. And, and you're right. The the listener's right. There's nothing in any of our lives that compares to what Jesus did because he was the epitome of being strong and, and bold, bodacious, awesome. But we can still get his characteristics and apply them to our own lives. Where where are you not being bold at? Is it raising your children? Is it uh Speaking out to the person that you just met on Discord or, or whatever a platform that you're on, whatever video game you play on, are you being uh, timid or are you being bold? Because like, everyone can do that. Just like you said, when our wives got together and did that show, that was a massive cornerstone in my wife's life. Maybe not cornerstone. That was a... That was a defining moment in Brenda's life because she is so reserved and so quiet. She does not like public speaking. And then knowing that that story went across to nations and helped people out. And she did that. That was strong. That was bold. And that is courageous. And that's what God wants us. Uh, that's what God wants from us to be strong and, and courageous in your lifestyle, in your context, in your world and your uh, circles of influence. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. I thank you for saying that, Chad. Actually, <clears throat> that was something early on in this whole escapade with the military and getting rid of good people uh, like myself, and then you certainly being under extreme persecution. We had to use our wives, who aren't trained in public speaking, who aren't trained specifically in leadership, to actually get our stories out. And for the audience out there, just to develop what Chad was saying, uh, our wives had to actually take the leadership role because the family, our families, would have been further hurt and destroyed if if us, Chad, or myself spoke out directly at that moment in time. So this is a great example of standing out in obedience now, it's something I had to talk my wife into. I had to encourage her and strengthen her to get her to the, that point. And I'm so sure uh, there was the same in Chad's household, but they did it. They knew they had to do this for the family and for us and stand and defend their husbands. This is something my wife has done. Uh, and she's actually ministered to me in these last couple of years. And she's been strong in defending and stepping up when the moment uh, called for it. So for the audience out there, I want to make sure that you check out our website, go to www.truthforhealth.org. That's www.truthforhealth.org. Check out our resources, specifically our COVID vaccine treatment guide. That's the hottest thing going right now. And of course our COVID injury treatment guide our radiation treatment guide, and we've got so many other things that we're working on and developing to help everybody through this very dangerous moment in America's history. Also, go to our uh, Faith Over Fear 
uh, seminars, check those out, sign up for our email alerts, and get connected with us. We intend to be moving forward. We will be back right after the break. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to our second half of our show, the whistleblower report. And this is a faith segment brought to you by the Truth for Health Foundation. And I'm Major Mike Gary, your Seaburn resident, Seaburn Kim Biorad nuclear expert. And today I have with me uh, Chaplain Chad Booth, and we are talking about standing out in obedience and being bold and courageous for the Lord. And something on this second half that I wanted to share, we kind of ended the first half speaking about the strength of our wives, and that's the strength in our wives in the Lord, you know, standing up for the right thing and standing uh, for how God would have you stand up against tyranny or evil. And Chad and I were sharing just how proud of our wives we were for doing such a thing. And uh, for the second half, I'd like to concentrate on another family. And this is the, the, the Nativity family. This is Mary and Joseph, who, who in their unit brought to us, brought us the Messiah. Uh, it, their bond or their connection or their unit or union together was the strongest fleshly bond we know. And it was the lowest form of government a family unit. And when it comes together, it is ultimately a spiritual thing when it's done correctly and God is put at the center of it. There's nothing stronger than the family unit. So uh, I wanted to look at, I'm trying to find it here. I have a little piece out of Luke that I was going to read. And uh, it's when Mary was approached by the angel and the angel was telling Mary uh, what she's, what she's going to be used for. And I just want to uh, state what Mary says. This is in Luke one and this is verse 38. Okay. So the angel has come to her and uh, told her about the, the thing or the mission that she's going to have. And then Mary said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be, to me according to your word and the angel departed from her so she was totally submissive to the mission that god had brought her through an angel and of course that mission would be to bring forth the messiah so chad do you have anything that you would like to add or develop around that absolutely oh my goodness the the fact that the angel appeared 
This is after almost four, a bit over 400 years of complete silence. Uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, they're in the Dark Ages. No one is hearing God. Nothing is happening. Uh, Israel is like, what is going on? Things are just going uh, horribly. And then out of the blue, here we go. The Holy Spirit, God, God just sends the angel to Mary and says, you are blessed and highly favored. This is what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to come on you and you will be impregnated uh, miraculously. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. And they, she received specific instructions. You're going to call him Jesus uh, because he's going to save uh, he's going to save his people. He's going to be the conduit to where forgiveness for everyone who will believe they have to go through Jesus uh, to be reconciled to the Father. And and what hope that brings us, knowing that it's not how good I am, knowing that it's not what I do uh, that gets me saved. It's It's speaking out the name of Jesus. It's saying, Lord, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, and I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. Please forgive me of my sins. It's that right there that will get you on the right relationship with Jesus. And notice that I didn't say that will get you into heaven. Gotcha. I want heaven here on earth, like right now, time now. I want to walk in healing. I want to walk in authority. I want to walk in the wisdom of God, the peace of God, everything, because things here on earth, they're horrible right now. You have earthquakes, volcanoes, natural disasters all the time. People are dying at abnormal rates. All these horrendous people are still being shot. Like things are happening and it is horrible. And yet we are the ones, we are the ones that bring that peace that passes all understanding. The, the people who commit their lives to living out uh, godly principles in a submissive manner to Jesus Christ as King of all. Uh, those are, we are the people that say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, guess what? You're the conduit for it. Jesus was a conduit to the Father, and you, yes, I'm talking to you, listener, you are the conduit that gives uh, a direct access for the Heavenly Father to have his will done on earth as it is in heaven. Because when God speaks, heaven listens and acts immediately. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you listen and you act immediately, or maybe it's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I want you to do this at this appropriate time. Uh, that is what bringing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's what it means. Like it doesn't mean, Lord, just let everything just get uh, shot uh, straight to hell. No, we we want this. We want his kingdom now in our lives. We want his kingdom. Uh, and I'm not trying to get a, a theocracy set up. Like some people are probably freaking out right now. Oh, my gosh. He wants the Christians to take over. And no, no, no. I just want Christians to live up to their values. I want Christians to be Christ-like. I want Christians to forgive and to love 
and, and to help and to nurture and support and, you know, be all the things that God wants us to be like a oak tree planted beside awesome waters. Like, that's what I want for the church of God. I want the church of God uh, to stand up. And when people need healing, like they know who to come to because we're Christ's representation here. And it all started with that amazing family, Joseph and Mary. And wow. I wonder, like that, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that's flaming awesome. That here's Joseph, a man of God. And then he finds out his wife, well, they're, they're betrothed. So they haven't, they haven't, uh, they haven't lain with each other. They haven't laid with each other yet. Uh, so she's pregnant and he's like, well, I love her, but I'm not going to have this. So I'm going to quietly divorce her. And then all of a sudden an angel appears to him. Hey, Relax, chill out. This is of God. And what does he do? He has an opportunity to believe that report or to reject it. He has an opportunity to say, listen, I got it. Uh, it's still a bit weird because, you know, I haven't even had sex with her. Like, this is horrible. Like, and now I got to wait nine months. Like, oh, my gosh, he's still a man. And he had to wait. And it was God's will for him to wait. And you know what? I wonder if your listeners, if they're listening to God and doing what God tells them to do in an appropriate manner, like stand when we say stand up for your religious beliefs, there's nothing violent about that. It has everything to do with not being bullied. So when I was bullied, they tried to coerce me to take the whole uh, uh, vaccine mandate. Uh, I said, nope, not going to do it. This is what God called me to do. And he told me, don't take any of the vaccines, none of them. I said, okay, got it. So I stood up on that. And I'm where I'm at today because I stood up. My children have a deeper walk with Jesus because they saw their dad stand up for his beliefs. My wife has a better understanding of what it is to trust in Adonai, like our provider. We have a much deeper, all because I listened. And I wonder uh, in your life, uh, Mike, or even the listener's life, if you can identify a time to where you stood up and now you are reaping the benefits of standing up. Maybe it's a closer walk with God. Maybe it's, uh, hey, I got kicked out of the army. I cannot uh, provide for my family. And then all of a sudden we have food. All of a sudden our bills are being paid. Like it's, it's a miracle. I wonder if you have a story like that. Well, that's a really good question. Uh, so for me specifically is uh, certainly not the financial recovery yet, but as you were speaking in relating the strength about you making a stand in your children, I must say my two older children are definitely out and about doing things. For example, my daughter uh, opened the first turning point chapter in this high school turning point chapter in the state of Maine. And there's a lot of energy around it, a lot of excitement, a lot of younger Gen Zers actually joining uh, this uh, battle that we're in, the spiritual battle that this country is in. I've been watching some of her friends get extremely devout. I mean, they're the ones asking for additional prayer. They're the ones asking to make sure we always say a blessing at the table. They're the ones going to multiple youth groups to continue to de develop their spiritual integrity. 
and my two older kids, this is what's going on in their lives after experiencing such a cold fallen earth. And I know, Chad, that when you, we were talking earlier, we we're talking about um, the first Adam and last Adam. And we we're talking about Adam and Eve and how Adam could have been bold and stood up. And he could have protected Eve and he could have fixed that problem if he would have just been courageous at that moment. And then as you were speaking, it came, it kind of came to me that Mary and Joseph are that example that Adam needed to be. But we get it in Joseph and Mary that that Joseph, right? You were you were paraphrasing it, but I'm gonna state it here. Uh where in uh, Matthew 1, verses verse 20. Um, in the vision that he gets at night as Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so you watch these two uh, step out in faith and they get their mission from God. And they fulfill it to their best of their human ability. And just like you and I, Chad, we knew that there was something wrong about these illegal mandates. But as the pressure was building, we didn't necessarily know they were illegal until some point uh, in, in the uh, mandating of it. And you and I had a spiritual sensitivity to know there's something not right. You know, and again... We had different depths of understanding, but ultimately it was the spiritual connection with God that alerted both you and I. Exactly. And, yes. You know, and then looking at Joseph and Mary and uh, how isolated was Joseph and Mary at this moment in time? Here she is carrying a child. People know it's not Joseph's. And they were so isolated in this, and yet he's going to accept her because God has told her, told him, and and this is his mission is to take care of uh, Mary and Jesus, the unborn Jesus, right? And Amen. can you imagine how isolated and awkward they were around all the other uh, family members and friends, uh, whispering and you know telling lies and all these things around the backbiting, them? absolutely. It's very similar to the way the stance you and I stood against these illegal mandates. You were isolated, ostracized, put off in the corner and told you were crazy for thinking this way. Just like Joseph would have been told he was crazy for actually accepting her, not stoning her or whatever the, the cause may be. So just think about what this family had to overcome. And then they would you know, be called to a divine uh, census. And Joseph would have to make his way back. But I just wanted the audience to kind of think about these things. Put yourself in their shoes and then look at what's happened to so many of us in this nation. You know, Chad and I are in the military. It's by far one of the worst places to be. But nurses, doctors, EMS, uh, large companies and other places I can't even think of. There was separations and isolation and ostracism caused very similar to these uh, these courageous biblical uh, family, Joseph and Mary, standing for what the Holy Spirit wanted them to stand for. Chad, That's do you exactly have any right. more thoughts on that? I, I do. And I, I love that the Bible says, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. 
I wonder if that was the feeling that Adam, because Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. Why? Because I believe that when Eve sinned, Adam joined her in that sin. He had an, I think he had a responsibility to be the sacrifice, being the responsible uh, husband. He should have been that sacrifice to atone for her sins. But because maybe he was afraid, maybe, uh, I don't, maybe it was just fear, which is, yeah, got to be afraid. But maybe he was scared. Well, what if I give my life? Then my life is over. What's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe the same fear grips us today. I don't know what's going to happen. The same fear that attempted to grip uh, Joseph. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't let that fear cripple you. Because uh, the unknown uh, is only that for a little bit. After you step out in faith and then you walk in obedience, the Lord's going to let you know. And he's going he's gonna to develop you and he's going to mature you. Because you stepped out in obedience to him, stepped out in faith. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So step out in faith, step out and be bold and courageous. And if you're saying, well, I'm just an introvert, or I'm, I'm, God built me this way. You can be bold and courageous in your own way, in your own introvert way, uh, that you can help people that you're close to. Because every introvert has a circle of friends that they're close to, maybe it's just one or two, then be bold in that friend's life. Be bold in their lives and stand up for what you believe in. And don't be scared. Don't be crippled by, by fear. Uh, just like hate isn't the opposite of love. Fear, because perfect love casts out all fear. So uh, if you are walking in love, then you're going to cast out fear. You're going to push it to the side and then do what God has called you to do. Wow, that's pretty powerful. It's really inspiring how you say that, Chad. Essentially, what I heard that I think uh, so many of the listeners need to take into effect is that you can do something. Even if you influence your friend, you have no idea how many other people that friend is going to influence especially with, you know, with the scriptures or with the Jesus Christ's intent in mind. I mean, that's all it takes. And that's what's, that's what we're called to do. You know, even if it's one person that you give the gospel to. So just that's exactly that. right. You need to make or maximize every interaction you have, like it's the last one or it's the most important one you have. And that's, and that's, you know, what the nativity story shows us is that their connection, Mary and Joseph, was going to be an important thing. And we sh thus, we should all live our lives like that. Absolutely. And with the uncertainty of life, I just saw a video of a gospel singer uh, singing his heart out to Jesus. And after he hit the high note, boom, he dropped dead, gone. Now, I don't know what caused his death. I just know that he's gone now at, at, at singing his heart out to Jesus. So the importance of living a life of integrity and taking advantage of every, uh, every interaction that you have, take advantage of it, love people, cherish people, uh, because you don't know how much time you have left on this planet. You just don't know. I want to be caught dead and in rightness with God rather than, Oh, I didn't do X, Y, and Z with my life. 
and live without regrets. That's really great advice, Chad. I appreciate everything you've said today. I hope the audience finds this an uplifting, encouraging segment. And I just want to leave the audience with one one piece of scripture that is definitely the one for the season we're in. It's out of Isaiah 9, 6. And it says this, For, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So I want to thank you, donors. I, we really appreciate everything you've done the last three years. Again, tell everybody, your friends and family about us. We are pursuing this bold, courageous fight against these illegal mandates. We are in contact with the lawyers, the few lawyers that actually dare fight these fights. So we'd appreciate it if you would spread our website around, pass our whistleblower reports around, join our Faith Over Fear program, sign up for our email alerts, and check out all our other resource, resources that we provide, from medical advice to ministry help, and also constitutional rights and standing up for those. So we thank you, everybody. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And this is Mike Gary. And Chad Booth signing off. This is Dr. Lee for America wrapping up today's whistleblower report. Tune in every day, Monday through Friday, on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, 12 noon Eastern and 12 midnight Eastern time. And share our messages with your friends and network. Sign up for our email alerts and our programs at www.truthforhealth.org and join us every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. for our virtual community seeking faith over fear and bringing you topics across all areas that affect us today from medicine, ministry, law, the environment, and ways that you can develop your health and resiliency for all that we face in the chaos. Our message is control the controllables and be prepared. Be prepared and strengthened to stand against tyranny, to reclaim your freedom, and to stand for God's truth and medical truth as our founders envisioned for this constitutional republic one nation under God with liberty and justice for all of its people. God bless you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you back again tomorrow for the next Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. <laughs>